Degrees NYC. It's your boy. I, I'm just going to start doing that from now on. A lot more here with Ben Goldstein, Audrey Janes. What's up? We, uh, we, we, we took a little break to reset. It's been a nice spring. It's been a great spring. Can spring break. We took spring break. I haven't what? taken spring yeah, break in takes, how long has it been? I agreed. Oh, 10 years. I don't think I ever took spring break. Really? We, what do you mean? We, we've been on spring break. Not in like the Cancun spring break. Oh. Kind of way. That's what you I never was like thinking. went on. A, yeah. yeah, I never did. Like, I never really did that break. either. Yeah, I did. You're not missing a whole lot. I watched. I stayed home and watched MTV Spring Break. <laughs> that counts yeah. without your shirt on, <laughs> so you felt like you were there. Corona in hand. <laughs> uh, Six degrees NYC. We're back. Uh, we have a another great podcast on for today. Looking forward to getting into the guest. But uh, before we do, how did uh, what's going on with you guys? Um, I'm not. I didn't want to bring this up, but you guys, I trimmed three inches off my face, and you, n- you didn't even say anything about it. You know it. what? It does. Did look, you really? It's very summery. It doesn't. I look had my beard was down to the middle of my. Yeah, I mean. Wait, when did you do that? Last this a few days ago, but like you know, we've been so talking you, for the last hour here. So what you're saying <laughs> is that you had a beard when I last saw you. Yeah, it was it was and the biggest beard I've ever had, and now I don't have a beard. I didn't. No, I mean, I, but this is what I was going to say to you that yeah. I didn't say. But I wanted to say, Ben, you look good. Oh, thanks. I, I, I like... What, do you look like shit when you had a beard? Kind of? No, but I... Like, something was... Maybe something I started felt to feel, different to me. You know, it started to get warmer. Yeah. Look, the, the, the beard is like a winter hibernation yeah. type thing. I agree. Yeah. But yeah. I like this look. I yeah. mean, I, I like... I, I trimmed it down a little bit, too. I mean, you know, nobody notices, but... I don't want to make it about me not noticing, being noticed. It's about you not being noticed right now, Ben. I don't want to take that well, away. I, look a lot. I think you also look great, but you know, if the last time I saw you, you're, you know, you had a four inch, four inch beard, <laughs> be a different look. You're right. Absolutely right. You're right. That's a little weird that we. So didn't you take your beard that. off. Yeah. You're ready. So my beard for... off. I'm ready for for the summer. Let's do this. And the other thing I want to say is, uh, you know, last the last show we ended on, uh, we were talking about accomplishments in our trivia, and right. I mentioned that I was like coming up on like 30 days. I, my streak on the crossword ended at 39. Sadly. Oh wow. Last mm. last week at 39 days in a row, the entire month of April felt you were, really good. But a Thursday one got me, and that was a bizarre night. And I, I haven't been the same since. So only took the beard get off. Back. Yeah, you're like fuck. I almost made it 40 days. That would have been nice. Would have been nice. Well, congratulations. Thank though. you. That's a big deal. Felt like a good streak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Run. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Anyway, so uh, I'm actually going on a cruise tomorrow. For my one-year anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, my wife and I decided to do something a little wild. We're taking both of our parents, or both sets of parents with us. Five days, Miami to Havana, to Mexico, and then back. I hope we make it back alive. Oh, so you're going to Cuba. Cuba. How long long are you going to stay in Cuba? 24 hours. Okay. 7 a.m. to 7 a.m. So we get enough time, try to find a cigar guy, see him make him bring it back, try to sell them later, you know, (laughs) the usual. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's off the pack, but you guys all staying in one room. <laughs> it's gonna feel like that. Yeah, so those, the, the cruise, the cruise. I'm the only one that's been on a cruise out of the six of us. Never been on a cruise. It's the, the you don't go for the rooms or the, the little ass windows. You go for the buffets. Yeah, <laughs> basically, you go for the buffets and we're all vegetarian, so there's not a whole lot there. And uh, it, I think we're more excited about getting to Cuba than you, anything else. Do you stand when you're on a cruise? Like, do you stand out on the you know, do you stand out on the? I mean, did I stand on the out helm everywhere? of the ship? On the helm of the oh. ship, oh. like look out. Uh, oh, pull a like pull Titanic. a Leo. Yeah, pull a Leo. I, I've done that like indoors, but I'm not really great with water, so I don't want to be Why too are close. You doing this? Why well, am I doing the cruise? Right. You're not great with they water. Have, they have You're no not buffets. great with water. They don't be, have buffets for vegetarians. We're doing this to get to Cuba, and so that everyone can check off their list. Cuba. Can't you fly there? Now? I'm gonna. I want everyone in my family to check off their list that they've been <laughs> on a cruise. I don't want to hear about this later. Everybody talks, ah, I want to go on a cruise. It's like a little, it's like an older thing to do. So the parents are going to go. My wife and I will be able to kind of help them if mm-hmm. they need help with things. And, mm-hmm. you know, they'll spend time together, play cards. I don't know. One more question. When you're like pulling out on the cruise ship, Pause. are there people, <gasps> are there people on, the, on the dock waving goodbye to you? No, this is, we're not leaving the country for good. We're, we're coming back. It's just what but I always picture. With flags? No, they don't. Nobody does with that. With handkerchiefs. Maybe yes. they will on the Cuba side. Yeah. They'll welcome you. Maybe Yeah, they will. I don't mm-hmm. know. I've never been. I, I want to go to Cuba really bad. I'm really Maybe excited Maybe I'll come about with that. you. I do too. I really want to go to Cuba. All right. Let's get your tickets. All right. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, all right. Yeah. So what else? What else we got going? Um, well, I think we're going to play the word, right? Oh, yeah. The word. Yeah. Audrey, do you have a word for us? I do. Okay. Here we go. Okay. 
The Word. So each week on The Word, we try to stump our co-hosts with a word that you may or may not find in the dictionary. And this week's word is zoetrope. Zoetrope. Oh, I, I know this word. Isn't she an actress on New Girls? Or two girls? Oh, is she the quirky one? <laughs> I don't know. There's like a Zoe somebody. Zoe trope. I know this word, and now it's I'm totally blank. Can you spell it out, Audrey? Sure. Z O E T R O P E. You know, where's this? Uh, does it have to do with I don't know lenses or like scope trope, like uh, distance? Or a not distance. <laughs> mm, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, but I'm just I trying to say vague, wrong. saying vague things just to hopefully okay. try to hit. You know when you know something just enough to not want to. I I I'm just blanking completely, and I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna be mad at myself, but I have nothing. So you guys, but we got to get both of, both of us get a we, zero. We deserve a big. Yeah. So a zoetrope is it's a contraption that gives you the illusion of animation. And it's from like the 19th century and it's like a drum with slits yeah. in it that you spin around and it looks like kind of like a cartoon. Yeah, like you're making a cartoon. Yeah. Oh. I've looked through many of those. Have you? Yeah. Like various museums. Yeah, like first. For, at museums. Yeah, everybody stuff. has them. I think yeah. like the yeah. I, and you I, can probably, has them, yeah. And yeah, you can probably get them for like your kid. I'm sorry. Too, like a toy store or something. Like yeah. one of those like hipster toy stores. Yeah, maybe. Ben, should, ben should have totally gotten that, right? Yeah, you should, Ben should have got that. I should have had it. Yeah, yeah you should have had that. No pressure, but. I deserve that. Yeah, I'm no. going to give that to myself. You yeah. deserve that. <laughs> no offense, but, you know. Um, well, that was the this word. This is the first time that I've stumped you guys. Relax. Good job. Thank you. Uh, Whoops. Do you, do you think our guests would have gotten it? Yeah, that know. Much. Our guest, our guest we'll is him. good with this type of random trivia shit. So. I chose it because of our guest, okay. so we'll see if he actually... Well, at this I mean, point, now that I've heard it, I, I would have gotten it, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe... We'll, we'll find out. Well, so, he can say... Either way, he can say he got it, but I think Jamie's a trustworthy guy, so... So who's our guest today? I think he'll be honest about it. Let's see. So our guest today is James Lester, who's a native New Yorker, an independent film director, editor, producer, and writer. His feature documentary, Getting Naked... Um, sorry. His feature documentary, Getting Naked, a burlesque story, had its 2017 world premiere in the Venice International Film Festival. Its U.S. premiere was this past fall at Doc NYC, and it will be released this summer in 2018. Jimmy, welcome to the show. Yeah, Jimmy. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here with the, your fans. Yeah, oh, we, we've been waiting outside your place for, for weeks with a sign up. Jimmy, call us. No, <laughs> your fans. Like this, our fans. The, the, the We're the your audience. fans. We're, no. Oh, those He's fans. He's excited to meet our oh, fans. Right. Yes. Yeah, so are we. <laughs> um, <laughs> we can't wait. But we can't. I'm actually fans. amazed that you guys are so humble that you haven't said that we're broadcasting this from BAM. Well, right now from BAM. Yeah. Oh well, we, we 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 told BAM we'll do them next year. Put them on hold. Put them on ice for a little That's while. That's BAM crowd. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I. Yeah. It's like yes. a backstage at <laughs> That's BAM. <what> I <laughs> Jimmy, great to have you here. Thanks for so being good here. To have you. Thank you. Before we do anything else, let's not uh, let's not get too far into the interview until we find out what you got us. What did you get us? Nobody comes on the show without a gift. That's true. Well, first of all, I thought that just just the word. I thought it was zoetrope. Oh shit! All right. Is oh, it I Zoe don't. or Zoe? Because I, I did it. know what zoetrope was, and Thanks, so did I. Jimmy. I would have totally gotten it. No, no, no. But it may. I didn't know how to pronounce it. I'm not saying that. I'm not trying to say that I knew how to pronounce it. I knew the word, and the only reason I knew the word was because of. The movie I just made, oh, which really? you talked about, because but I'll give you feature. Did they feature any zoetropes? Well, I Damn think it. in the in the so, I actually culled some old footage that was done by Thomas Edison's company, um, and they, of course, were. You think of Thomas Edison as like this, you know, genius and everything, but mm -hmm. he was just selling boobies too. Yeah, and so they made um, zoetropes. The films that they were making in the late 19th century were actually um, just like flip books. Yeah. Right. You know, they were multiple um, photographs that were right. put in a machine right. that went 
Right. The right, one, right, the right, one right. actually that I was thinking of, but was I think Thomas Edison. Right. And it was the elephant. Did you see that? It's I haven't horrible. seen the elephant, but he did this. You know, a very famous one. I know. I know what you're talking Sorry, about. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's like a tortured elephant. It's really bad, but yeah. totally. Yeah, but he did a famous one. one that of the Brooklyn Bridge, where you're you're crossing the Brooklyn Bridge. So I guess yeah. that was like in the 1880s. I don't know. Mm-hmm. After the 80s, yeah. Um, after it was, wait, 1883 was when the bridge Brooklyn Bridge was. So we're we're fast forwarding to the New York uh, contest, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, then uh, he did all these burlesque ones. Um, of uh, so in the, the Chicago's World Fair, supposedly had the first um, burlesque show in the Midwest, and really? a woman named Little Egypt. And anyway, those were, I think, they were zoetropes. The I mean, first Western listen. burlesque show was in the Chicago World Fair. <clears throat> like there, New York had the first, supposedly the first American burlesque show in 1868. Oh, cool. but then in 1893, the Chicago World Fair had like a hoochie coochie like featured it and stuff. Yeah. yeah and they had like in the world's fair you could go into this tent and see this lady a lot happened at that world's fair yeah yeah so a lot, anyway a lot happened yeah well first of all jimmy you're filled with fun facts second of all everything you say sounds really smart and i'm sure that you're <laughs> correct about the pronunciation of the word i'm so not true. i'm not sure but anyway zoe trope i like how did you i get, like zoe trope how, though. hold on how did Jimmy it's just hustled us. Zoe, like the name Where the Zoe. fuck is our gift? Why, why are we talking about Hold on. I know, he's totally distracting her. I was very clear about the rules. <laughs> and we don't have shit in our hand yet. Yeah. Oh, there it goes. Okay, I'm pretty he's got good something. with um, shiny, <laughs> shiny objects. The illusion. <laughs> yeah. He just Zoe choked the shit out of us. Exactly. So I brought you a gift that um, it's it's actually... So I just came back from the... Um, I. I am a born and bred New Yorker and I love New York more than anything. Yes, sir. More than anything. And then I went to Cleveland. Oh. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That I And I fell in love with Cleveland. Really? Because I went to their film festival. And I have to say, I've been to a lot of film festivals and they, they I know I'm just like giving them free, you know, press right now or whatever, praise. I don't know. Cleveland? Yeah. As a city? I, they well, no, the, the film festival. Oh, yeah. Right. But they were undoubtedly the best film festival I've ever been really? to. The best run. The be- they're just like the kindest. Give it up to Cleveland. Yeah, they were amazing. And I fell in love with the city because I was there for many days. They they gave me, like they put me up. They they just treated me so well. That's awesome. And the festival was so fantastic. And our film was in the festival, which is another part part of it. But um, I brought you the, the program guide, which is oh, actually great. amazing. Um, and I just, it's a really good look at, what the festival is. If you want to look at my movie blurb in there, you can, but there, they had so many really good movies there. Um, and they sent me one when they were shipping back the, the movie and, um, I loved, I loved it. So you should hold on to it. And I definitely recommend you going to Cleveland. It takes an hour to get there. Wow. Thank you. You know, Jimmy, my whole family's from Cleveland. I know. Yeah. And I met your aunt from Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a and great I just, city. It's a great city. I, 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 and I did the math, and I realized that we could all move there. <laughs> have, each of us have our own 2,500 square foot loft apartment. Yeah. Commute back to New York on planes and still pay less rent. Well, six degrees Cleveland wow. coming back. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna move. I, I think that's a. You and know, we'd have LeBron. Well, maybe we I was won't. just about to maybe say we're not even in the. I, maybe we won't next year. Who knows? You, you said an hour, but really, I've been on that flight. It's like forty-six minutes in the air. In the air, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You're like, but you don't even get a chance to like sit. You really think you're on a plane? I think totally. Yeah. And Mike Fratello was on my. Oh, oh I really? love huge coach, Mike Fratello. Coach, fans. yeah, I. Huge you know, Mike everyone Fratello. was like, coach. Page ninety-three. It was just. It was just such a great. Who's Mike Fratello? Mike Fratello's a legendary NBA coach. Used to coach the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Atlanta Hawks. He's a New York guy. He's so, he's really New York when you talk to him. But now he's an analyst and he does he covers basketball. But he's a great nice. guy. Yeah, excellent guy. Was he flying for first class? That's the great thing. It felt class. so just like it felt so working. Like the Greyhound bus yeah, in the sky. The, the plane. There's no such thing. It's just a tiny plane that it's like goes two there. Seats on either, it's like yeah. a shuttle. So there's no such thing. And and. Mike Fratello to give him even more props. You know when they, they, they actually, it was like one of those kind of bizarre moments before a plane goes up where you're like a little nervous where they're like, oh, we need to reshuffle all the passengers because the weight is <laughs> oh, unbalanced. Wow, right. oh, I, I would like, have gotten off and, that plane. Yeah, and I'm, all, and I'm scared of flying anyway. Me too. So I, but I take good drugs and it's fantastic. <laughs> um, Can you tell me about your drugs? Because I have an issue Christ, with flying. I just, I just started the taking these and they're phenomenal. And they help you with the fear of Completely. flying. Completely. 
completely. Is like it? I could go down and be happy now. Can Jesus you? Christ. I need that. Yeah. I want that. Yeah, it's do called Ativan. Do you take it for I a forty-five minute flight? Like, does it? Mess? Love it. Yeah, and take, you're still fine when you take get it for there. everything now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you take it for this? How do I get Ativan? Do I have to talk to a doctor about this? <laughs> Just come to me. Okay, good. Yeah. Thank you. Um, no, but Mike Fratello was the one who moved back from his front seat to all the way to the back. Because oh, he's, wow. the he's the man. I thought you were going to say he, he like, did the announcement. Yeah. yeah. He, he should have like, done the announcement. You know, he was probably <laughs> like, I'd rather be at the back of this plane since it's a safer place to be and this might so be Mike going Mike is the czar. The back That's of the plane is, a, is, a, is actually a safer That's place That's a good to be. point. Yeah. He's, he's smart. Yeah, he's, he's smart. a smart guy. Kind of Mike Fratello. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mike Fratello. So Thank anyway, the, the, sorry to interrupt, but the, the Cleveland uh, program guide is, uh, is, is a lovely guy. It really is beautifully done. And there are a ton of movies in there that look like they're going to be great. So we're going to we show want, a lot. We're going to show a lot reading this on our Instagram. And I will say, to, thanks, thanks for this. I will say too, just one last thing about the guide is it's not just any guide. They actually at the festival. I almost put it down. Woman, before yeah, I said it. the woman who created the guide and did all the design. She actually like got up and they're very proud. The Midwestern people. They are proud. They're like very kind to and like proud. bring in. Yeah, and like they're like cult- like in New York, you'd never at New York Film Festival or, or Tribeca, you'd never have the person who the created designer, the guy yeah. get up there and be like introduced. Right. And it was like actually like for the first time, I was like so. It was a lot of work. You could see going through this is a lot of work. They like should that. get a. You know what? People who do the guides should get a call out. They should. Yeah. And like I was like, I, yeah, it, yeah. It like it softened yeah. me. Right. Being in Cleveland. That's great. Yeah. It was yeah. really great. Cool. So enjoy the guy. So we have to go to Cleveland. I think we should all go. We should have. Uh, we we should, should just. We, we should commute here. Apparently. We should have just gone out yeah, there. We could commute to. Yeah, work every day. It took no. it took Jimmy forty five minutes in the G today to get here. We could have been <laughs> I know, Cleveland exactly. by now. It's true. He could have. Wow. Of course, you still you have to go through LaGuardia, which is going to be yeah, a mess for another TSA year, or five, okay. ten, yeah. twenty, twenty more years. It's Joe Biden's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, wow. the worst. Thank you, Jimmy. Anyway, yeah, Jimmy, thank you, thank you, You're again welcome for, for for the gift and also for being here. Um, so, tell us a little bit more about the project. I know, um, you know, you've, as we discussed briefly, you've been working in the film industry for decades, and now that you have your own film, what, what's that? What's that like? You know, and tell us a little bit more about what the film what the film is. The, the viewers. yeah, sure. The film is a it's a feature documentary um, on a several. Um, women in New York City who are burlesque performers. Oh, sure. Um, and it is a really a um, a character-driven story um, that arcs over a few years. Um, and um, while it is about the 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 current day burlesque scene in New York City, which started really as a, a movement in the '90s called the neo burlesque movement, or at least now that's what it's it's called. Um, really, I didn't. I ended up doing a, a just a story about these women who happen to be burlesque performers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really just a, a, um, following their journeys as burlesque performers, um, and each one of them has her own struggles and her own life, and whether that's re- being married while you go on stage and take your clothes off, or um, you know having health problems as you age, or um, what it takes to make a living in New York as a as a burlesque performer, which is very different than being, say, a, you know, a quote unquote stripper who might make a ton of money over a short period of time. Burlesque performers do not make much money. So it really, for me also, was a New York story that relates to all of us about grinding it out. Right. What, yeah. what, do you, what do you think the motivation is in making a movie for the dancers to perform? Because you said that, you know they don't really make much money right. and maybe like they have health problems. What, what, what do you think the driving force is having made? Um, what is their motivation yeah, in to performing? Like oh, the because they, I think they, um, across the board, they love it. Um, it's, it's something that originally each one of them was inspired to do um, for different reasons, but it seems that ultimately all of them have a similar inspiration in terms of just this is very empowering. This is uh, there's a community there for them. There's uh, some way that they can perform on stage where they control and own their own material, both literally and figuratively. And I think for all of them, they that just fuels them. Yeah. Unlike, say, being an actress or an actor who is beholden to auditions and beholden to a, a, a huge industry that 
is going to shut them down again and again and again. Sort of like your time up there a little bit. Like, I think I think um, a lot of you know when you if you haven't seen a burlesque show, uh, when you go, it, you'll you'll find that not only is there their nudity and titillation and all that that kind of stuff that's that that is the draw, but really the act itself is very theatrical and is very story driven and it's very fun for everyone. Well, yeah. How did you get to a point where you thought this would be a good story? Sometimes when you're doing these things, you don't you don't see it through until it's done, and you might have realized you spent months, years on a project, and you're like, you know what, there's not really a whole lot of good stuff here. When did you realize that, hey, you know what, I'm gonna see this thing through? That's a great, a really great question, specific to this this project, actually, because um, when I started it, I had no idea what I was gonna get, and I had no really very little idea what I was doing, and. Um, I started it because I was like, oh, this is visually entertaining right, and right. There, there's, you know, it's sexy and, and there's a lot of color, literally color and glitter and theatrics. Um, and there are these great characters. I know that. But at a certain point, I was like, this is not really going anywhere. And then um, one of my main subjects um, did something in her life that was very different. And uh, physically, she changed her appearance drastically. And when she did that, I was like, oh, okay, a woman changing her appearance very drastically. There may be something going on here. So I was like, let's get, let's get to work on this. And sure enough, she ended up changing her art and her craft very drastically. And um, her personal life changed very drastically. And so at that moment, I knew I had a story. There was something there. So I dug in. And my other characters at that point started to take off in different directions as well. And they all um, sort of end up at this competition that, that, you know, I'd never set out to make a competition movie and it's not a competition movie, but they all ended up there. So I was like, okay, now we have mm -hmm. actual story beats and an arc. Right. Um, so now we can edit this. That's awesome. Yeah. That must be, <clears throat> that must be a nice feeling when you're just sort of waiting for, I mean, how long did you film before that happened? Well, I was filming on and off and literally moonlighting because so much of burlesque, obviously the performances are at night almost entirely. So sure. I was editing television and then I would go every night and shoot. So I would, well, not every night, but I would have these phases of, of right. shooting every night for a couple of months or a couple of weeks. Um, and... Um, Sorry, what was your question? Oh, it was how long before you realized what the narr narrative was. Oh, right. How long did it take? So I started really, I started filming stuff in early 2012, mm -hmm. and it wasn't until probably mid-2014. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So it was like two and a half years before you really knew that you had a story to grab onto. Correct. Or that, Wow. But I guess I guess like people say, when you're entrepreneurial or you're doing a new project, you you didn't quit your day job. You were doing your day job, and then this was something that was your your side project until you really knew that you had something there. Yeah, and my day job was funding the film, right? Of course, as well, of course. So, but the film again, it was it was, yeah. For those two and a half years, it was sort of on and off, on and off. But I was establishing who the characters were, and there were so many great um, characters in New York City. Because uh, burlesque is huge in New York, um, and I had a, a dearth of, of options, and so many. Once I filmed enough stuff, I cut a little trailer, and I'm, I work as an editor, so I was able to kind of create a polished little thing that was just to show um, potential subjects hmm. and um, attract them to the project. Right, and that's the creative side of it, right? So the creative side is you thought you, you had a story, you were working on it, but there's a business side of it too. That you have to factor in and obviously you had experience because you've been in the industry for such a long time but w were there any surprises as a part of that you need funding you need other people involved you need other professions involved what what about that was a surprise to you what about that was kind of uncharted territories for you well the uh, yeah the biggest surprise was um how much money i would ultimately need okay. to make the film um and i did get some investment investors on board and I did get some uh, crowdsourcing right um, and ultimately you know just some distribution but um, so that was that was very tricky to navigate 
Um, and that was, was coming in piecemeal as well. Right. Um, I think also the biggest thing that I stupidly stepped into was a project that required um, music throughout. Mm. So burlesque um, is done on stage to music. Now, a lot of these women perform to, you know, Prince songs or famous, you know, all this, this stuff that you, I mean, no matter who it is, you have to license the music. Right, 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 right. Oh, um, wow. And so, for instance, you know, if you have a, a ZZ Top song or a Prince song or a Rolling Stone song, you're looking at, if they approve the license, you're looking at, you know, $25,000 for one song for Jeez. 30 seconds. So that's not going to work, right? Right. So ultimately, um, we, it, you, you know, I had an incredible composer. His name is Giancarlo Volcano, and he composes for a lot of television. He, he's he does a lot of Tina Fey's shows. Um, that's I, that's sorry. That's a perfect name for a composer. Giancarlo. Yeah. What is Volcano. it? Volcano. Giancarlo Volcano. I would yeah. listen to anything. I would yeah. listen to anything he wrote. Yeah. He should be like Fellini's composer. Yeah, totally. Is um, it Is it spelled Volcano? Vol- Volcano. Yeah, V-U-L-C-A-N-O. So. I thought maybe it was spelled volcano and he just pronounced it oh, volcano. No. Well, yeah, and, and that would because yeah. that would have. I think I just found. Funny. Uh, side note: I think what? I just found my like my alias name. If I ever go to someone, someone's like, "So, so who are you, Giancarlo Volcano?" volcano. Yeah, <laughs> volcano. I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> it's a, a fantastic name. name. But yeah. so he was a big part of your. The, he the... he went above and beyond. Not only did he create a score for the film, like a real movie score, and what I right. wanted to do, you know, a lot of documentaries. I actually am not like a huge fan of documentaries, even though I work in documentary. Um, but I wanted to have a score that felt like more like a movie, right? Because we weren't telling a. It wasn't like an educational piece on burlesque. It's not like a history film, and we just were following these stories. Right, right, right. So I wanted to feel like a movie. So we he scored it. This and you know he even said it. It sounds like we unearthed a record from the 1940s. The way he scored oh, that's it. Cool. That's great. And it really sounds like burlesque in that what I always felt with burlesque was there was something very like musty about it you know it's like the things are old mm-hmm, vintage yeah mm-hmm. vintage the, the costumes are kind of old and unearthed you know this is like this is, this is a world that's unearthed mm-hmm. um and so the music was like that but what he also did was he helped rescore the performance tracks then i brought on a music supervisor who is incredible her name is joyce lynn and she worked tirelessly to get me more songs at low licensing fees for the music. Anyway, that was just a very, very, I was so stupid. Um, it, it, to the point where I'm, I'm challenging myself to make another movie that has no music. No music That's interesting. Well, which is a cost-cutting exercise more than anything. Completely. Like, being a straight man, either in a relationship or not in a relationship, I mean, there's going to be some stigma to, that's associated with what you're doing. Did that ever create an issue with you and your relationships or with the way people were looking at you? Like, did they... Are you asking... Did I get in trouble with my wife? Yes, indirectly. Yes, that's what <laughs> gotcha. yeah. um, so for a while, definitely my wife was like, oh, what, what's, what, why are you like going out every night uh, till two in the morning shooting burlesque? Right. Um, but coming, I think... But coming she, back smell like a goddamn Clinique counter. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's a little lower than that. <laughs> um, but I, I think, um, she, no, she got it. I right. mean, she, you know, she's been to shows, shows and before right. I had made some little short films that were, you know, scripted films that had um, burlesque performers and that kind of like jazz, jazz age kind of thing. So, um, you know, at first it was like that. But now, like, my wife is like best friends with Gal Friday, who's one of right. the main performers. They're like, um, you know, she's going to like leave me for Gal. Jeez. <laughs> um, and I think as far as the performers went and that world, I was... It took me a minute, but I got welcomed into that world and specifically because, and this is not my words, I am I was actually so pleased to hear this because when we did the uh, Doc NYC, we had a Q&A and the performers were there and, and they all said all across the board, they were like, the reason we did this film was because like so many people approach us, so many men approach us right. and we usually turn them down and Jimmy was like not a creep. <laughs> I right, think right, right, there's right. a low bar. Sure. You, you just don't be a creep. No, it's... But I think, you know, and Ben has also shot a lot of burlesque performers. And I think we both, you know, had a really good experience with these performers. They right. were like, you guys are, you know, I hate the word pros, but like you guys are, are trying, we know you're trying to do something here. You're trying to create something here. You're not trying to like 
grab some nudie pics. Right, 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 right. What did you see a trend between across the women that you interviewed mm-hmm. around why they wanted to specifically go on to go, go on stage and take off their clothes? Yeah, I think look, there each each character if you get to see the movie are they're so different. They're so unique all these different ladies. Um uh, so they each had their own specific reason, right? But I think across the board, to answer your question about the trend, it's that they all felt so welcome um, in that community. They felt that they could express something sexual or at least you know express their sexuality without shame mm-hmm. and with being empowered. You said the movie's going to be released in the summer. And so where would it be played? What's the best way to catch it? How do we... Yeah, so it's not going to have a theatrical release. Right now it's still doing a festival tour. And okay. we've, we've done some um, really fun festivals. Uh, we will be have a release in sometime in July. That will be like iTunes, Got it. Blu-ray, VOD. Um, and then if you have premium cable in October, we'll be on Stars. That's dope. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. Six Degrees NYC. Jimmy Lester here. Filmmaker Jimmy Lester, soon to be on Stars Jimmy Lester. That's exciting stuff. It's really exciting stuff. Where are we going? Where are we going from here? Um, I think we're gonna take a little break. Yeah. To our, for our unpaid sponsors. Uh, here's a word from our unpaid sponsors. <laughs> Six Degrees NYC, we're back. Uh, Jimmy Lester's on set. He's been winning this interview. He's been winning over a lot of people with this interview. He's not <laughs> going to win this next segment, though. Wait, I mean, we'll have to see. I hope so. He's not winning that... this. There's no chance. There's no chance. Yeah, so we've never done this before. All right, what is it? It's groundbreaking. Play... Yeah, this is ground... groundbreaking. We are going to play a little trivia game. Um, and it's very competitive and um, very intense. What's it called? And it's called... Are you more New York than us? Wow. That, I'm just like hearing for like a future sound. Yeah, I'll do something. <laughs> so, gets my chest puffed up. That's yeah. right. Okay. The competition. Every New York, every real New Yorker always has that on the little chip on their shoulder when someone says, "Are you more New York than me?" Like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. And we're gonna find out right now. It's the first time doing it officially. There, there are no losers <clears throat> except for whoever loses. So we are gonna cover. We're gonna ask six questions about New York City. Each with a different points value. Okay. We're covering everything from pop culture to history to achievements of famous New Yorkers to transportation. Basically, anything from New York is on the table. Right. Some questions are multiple choice and some are not. In the unlikely event of a tie after six questions, we will have a tie break question. The first to answer correctly gets the points. You so, guys aren't going to tie break. I feel like this is going to be it's going to be cut and dry. So I'm representing our squad. Alap is representing our squad. I'm representing Six Degrees, and I'm going to go head-to-head against And Jimmy is re- Jimmy. representing the rest of New York City. <laughs> the rest of New York City. <laughs> I think this is going to be fun. But, all right, so to buzz in, we're, let's, pick, let's, let's pick a topic and an arbitrary number. And Jimmy already mentioned that he's lived in three boroughs in the city, correct, Jimmy? I've lived in two, so whenever it's time to buzz, I'll shout out two. Jimmy will shout out three, so the fans at home will know. Three and two. That there's... Okay, so three is Jimmy, and two is a lot. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Let's find out who's number one, though. See what I did there? Got it. Yeah. Got it. Saw that. Um, I've only lived in one borough. Is that? No, it's not you, man. Oh. I mean, who's going to be number one after this? Um, here we go. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Audrey, do you want to ask the first question? The first question. Wait, hold on a second. Jimmy, are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, that's what I thought. Okay. I want to make sure. The first question is worth two points. Okay. What island is the Statue of Liberty located? Three. Jimmy. Liberty Island. That is correct for two points. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. I didn't know that. But Liberty Island is in New Jersey, isn't it? Liberty State Park technically is a part of Jersey, I believe. Mm -hmm. See, what I did there was, even though I lost a question, I gave valuable information so you (laughs) and the viewers at home know that I could have gotten that correct too. Anyways, continue. The next question. This is a two-point question as well. Okay. Reopened in 2009, this tourist favorite landmark spans 22 blocks on the west side. Hudson Yard Parks. Oh, two. Two. (laughs) Two. A lot. Uh, the Hudson Yard Railroad tracks. The three, well, uh, Jimmy, for the steel. Uh, it's called the High Line. Fucking that is correct for the steel. I meant the same thing though. You meant the same things. Yeah. 
Sorry. That's not what no, I know. I know that that is. Hudson I knew Yards. you knew. Yeah, I knew Hudson Yards isn't even done. Right, but it's the railroad tracks above it, kind of floating, kind of. Kind wouldn't pass on Jeopardy. <laughs> wow. Trebek wouldn't let that go. I got some for Trebek. Okay. <laughs> question number three. This is a four-point question. This is a four-point right, question. Let's go, baby. Okay. Are you ready? Are you guys ready? Yeah. Ready. Nicknamed the Butcher, this 19th-century oh, New York blank killed over 400 people on 10th Avenue, also known as Death Avenue. Blank. So we're looking for what is called the Butcher that killed over 400 people on 10th Avenue. Uh, Three, two, or go, Jimmy. Um, I'm going to say a serial killer. That is incorrect. I'm going to say, because it's 10th Avenue, there used to be tracks there. I can see that maybe being a colla- something collapsing or something, somebody a building maybe uh, hurting people. I'm going to say a factory. Uh, you know, I thought you had it when right. you said the tracks. Right. Is it, was, it a, was it like a... It's like, a train. The butcher is. was called That's a train. That's what I meant. I was going to get there. I meant uh-huh. the train that goes through the building. Right. Because there was a train that went through the building on 10th... Uh-huh. Thanks, Ben. Well, so what happened was, and we just learned this, there was a train on 10th Avenue where people just used to get hit all the fucking time. And yeah. over 400 people were killed. Before they made it the High Line, yeah. it right. was just a train that ran right. on 10th Avenue. Right. Yeah. But I, but and they that, called it the Butcher. They nicknamed it the that's Butcher. That's interesting. Hmm. I do think that did, that did go through some buildings, by the way. Jeez. That's good. So what year was that? Or what decade? So it was from the mid-19th century up until 1929. Oh, they wow. Had it before they raised it. For yeah. like close to 70 years. They had protesters in the early 1900s. A lot of kids even. 500 children. Like very similar to what's going on right it now. Sounds like what, how long it takes normally for a New York um, thing to change. To change? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, question number four. We're three points. Jesus. There's no coming back from this. Deficit. Jimmy has Jimmy has. Five points. Lab has zero. Oh, Jimmy has five. He's got four. He he answered two questions. Worth bullshit. Worth five points. Uh, how many bodies of water are in Central Park? This is multiple choice. A three, B four, C seven, D nine. Three. Jimmy, I'm gonna go with um, C seven. That is the correct answer for another three points. Unbelievable. Jeez. Yeah, there are seven. Man-made lakes and ponds. Yeah, we got it. He got it right. So, Thanks. For so I in. will say, so this is kind of like a zoetrope thing. The <laughs> other day, I this is what happens when you're unemployed, which I have been for a couple of months. <laughs> I went to Central Park and just walked around and counted. <laughs> and I no. literally counted the bodies like of water. I feel like there's no way I didn't nine. count. I didn't count, but it was like this weird kind of intuitive thing that just happened because this lady, when I'm, you know, as a New Yorker, and I'm sure a lot is the same. When you walk around and tourists approach you, you pretend to be an asshole <laughs> because you're like, and like a, the sweetest lady from Germany like approached me and she's like, "Excuse me, is this the the I, I can't do the the accent, yeah. but is that this was close. is this the pond? Is this she's and there's a and I look behind me and there's a pond there and I'm like, looks like a fucking pond, <laughs> and she's like, no, but is this the pond? And she's like pointing to her map and so like. I looked at the map oh for a God. second, and I think it like sunk in. She said, "I have been to six other bodies of water in this yeah. park. <laughs> There's six. None of those were the pond. Yeah. This one I haven't seen yet. This would make it seven. You know what the fun- the funniest thing is? I had no idea there was a place called the pond. This yeah, but I pretended like I was like, you know, of course this is the fucking pond. Your retention it, is really it, good, Jenny. I'm really ridiculous. impressed. I don't think it, it's like it's not a real retention. What are you gonna it's tell us next? It's a real retention. It's like a you always thing. have fun facts. If I find out that you were at Statue of Liberty last week, I'm gonna fucking go ape <laughs> shit. This is ridiculous. He's been cheating the whole fucking time. Yeah. He did a photo shoot and he's doing a, now his next act is on the High Line. Come on, this is too much, Benny. Did you text him no, before this no, shit started? No, no, no. I well, I did, but not about R- this. Ridiculous. I got this from um, um, what was the thing on Facebook where they stole all the. <laughs> Oh, oh the, Analytica? Yeah, the I got the, yeah, yeah, the Analytica shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you okay. mean the encyclopedia? Encyclic- Cambridge Analytica? Cambridge, yeah. The, I got it from yeah. Yeah, yeah. Question number five. This is worth two points. Great. So this should be over. Are you ready, Alana? I'm just thinking about it my... It might be over, but you have to save our... I'm thinking about my post-game... Actually, so. there's probably no way that you can win There is no way. No, However, we want to see... We don't want to shut up. You should have a bonus... Yes. You should have a bonus question that's like able to tie Family feud style. The last question... This is number five, right? Yeah. This is number five. So I the think, next question. I think that if I'm able to get this, or at least get in the game, I think if Jimmy's you up for it, unless Jimmy's scared, shot? 
that number six should be the equivalent of exactly what I would need to tie the game. Well, physical, I would have to. Physical. I would have to have. You have to be willing. To I would have to wager. know that that question is so challenging. Yeah, it's got to be like up. You know, you know, double okay. or nothing kind so of. So you go all in yeah. once the question comes yeah. in. Okay, fair. anyway. Okay. I'm, let's I'm up, so, I'm let's go. Let's go five. Let's see if you get to five, and then we'll have that tequila. conversation. <laughs> okay, question number five. This subway route is the longest in New York City. Two, three. That was a lot. A lot. Yep. The A train. Yeah. He got it. You know me, points. baby. Shout to High Street and J Street Borough Hall. Yeah. She didn't even get a Stumpy chance yards. to finish reading the question, which said I spanning thirty-one miles. I yeah. can't. I can't risk it. I see spanning this guy's reflexes. Miles. Hold on, Jimmy's reflexes are through the roof. He hasn't let any of the multiple choices come out. Yeah. Is it A? No, we haven't even heard the multiple choices. Jimmy's yeah. just ready to boom three. Boom. So. I have to say, thirty-one good, miles in New York is a long. That's a long way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, question number six. I guess we're at eight to two, but and this is so. This, then question number six has to be worth six points in order for you to tie. The is game. Jimmy okay with doing, putting on all the or seven points in order? To no, I'm totally no, fine with changing the, the rules of the game midway through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, wait a minute. I didn't but even listen, know. Is there like is the prize just glory, Jimmy, yeah. or is Jimmy, there like a cash no, prize here? Because if it's cash prize, I'm not changing the game. Though. No, there's no. Cash we prize. have as our prize <laughs> the Cleveland International <laughs> Film Festival. Oh shit! Yeah, Program guide. Sucks. They've only made (laughs) ten thousand of those. Something less than that. It was LTD. Um, Okay, here's here's the last question. (laughs) These two bridges connecting NYC to New Jersey opened on the same day. Two. I already said two first. I went first. He did. He got it. I did. I hope I get this. The George Washington Bridge. I'm going to three. Yeah. I'm going to say it's the Outer Bridge Crossing. Yes. And the Verrazano Bridge. Oh, Thank God. It oh. is the Gothels Bridge and the Outer Bridge. Uh, you had one of them right. Outer Bridge Crossing. But because it's, it's the Outer Bridge Crossing. I'm going right. to I'm I want to like showcase a little bit more fun knowledge. Yeah. Because think about Outer Bridge sounds like bridge, right? Right. Well, the guy's name was Outer Bridge. What a coincidence. Really? Yeah. And so they had they couldn't call it the Outer Bridge Bridge. The Outer Bridge Crossing. And what a lovely thing to say. Crossing. Right. Such I a like, nice oh, thing to say. I know. <laughs> I that is like good. It's such so lovely. I love saying Outer Bridge. Lovely. I thought but it you was said the, outer, the outer, bridge. outer Bridge. Well, yes, I did. It's not the Outer Bridge. It's the Outer Bridge Crossing. Because I asked what two bridges connecting NYC to New Jersey. Right. So the Outer Bridge Crossing and um, the Gothels Bridge. Outer Bridge Crossing Bridge. Outer Bridge Crossing, <laughs> crossing Bridge. bridge. Right. The Outer Bridge Crossing is a bridge. Right. So it's the Outer... outer. It's the... I don't even know what it's called now. It's the Outer Bridge Crossing Bridge. But think it's about how wild that is. There's a guy named Outer Bridge. It and he really, built a bridge. Any, any, he built like, a crossing, at least. Did he build least. the bridge or they just named it after him? I think they named him. it after him, but yeah. I'm not sure. That I'm not sure we'll about. We'll find out. Yeah, Jimmy, we'll, we'll Jimmy goes to Cleveland once. He week. comes back with this whole LeBron swag. He already <laughs> won the game, and I was talking about random shit Either after way, he already listen, won. You already won the fucking game. Why are you rubbing it in? Here's yeah. what I'm happy with. That's true, that's Before true. we come back and do rapid fire, I'm glad that we have a decisive victory. And we do. Jimmy, Jimmy congratulations. Congratulations. I know what I've lost. Good game. Good game. If I was going to lose to any other New Yorker that's ever been on our show, I'm glad it's Jimmy. We'll be right back. I've got a few years on Exactly. I didn't want to bring it up yet but yeah. <laughs> six weeks NYC final round after I just got my ass handed to me this is well a- done Jimmy thank you way to know you, New York yeah, you, on behalf of all New Yorkers I was inspired I, by LeBron I just said I got my ass handed to me <laughs> and you Ben you had to add that I'm you, sorry. Well, oh, well done. What, what the fuck? I'm trying what, to be listen, a good sport. Well, how about it be listen, a good Listen, I lost too. And say that some hey, of those questions were how about, how biased about, to, how about to non-Indian. A, uh, how about <laughs> be a good co-host? It was pretty. Answer the fucking question. I think it was pretty yeah, skewed about, towards Jews. It was. That's why I won. All, I mean, listen, all those were Jew questions. You think a German woman would have come up to me in the park? No, she probably would have thought that I was in the park lost just like her looking for the seventh body of water. Or we ridiculous. could say that that German woman was trying to attack me as a Jesus Jew. Jesus Christ. I didn't want to go there. <laughs> yeah. Good point. All right. Touche. Jimmy's up. 2-0. <laughs> this one, Jimmy doesn't get to lose because it's rapid fire. He's on his own on this one. He, it's only winning and, from here and on out. For the record, this so is... Nice. Jimmy, so sweet. as you catch up with the podcast, which is what you're going to do later this week, you will note, notice that everybody that has commented, everyone that we've spoken to has 
said that this is probably the most exciting part of our show. People love the rapid fire because they get to learn some stuff. They get real insight from real New Yorkers like yourself. And um, you can't, you can't, you can't lose this. So no pressure, but this is going to be a great time. Cool. Can we pew pew it? Let's do oh, it. Rapid, rapid fire time. Pew 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 pew. That felt good. Yeah. <laughs> Question. <laughs> item that one. Might, I just want you to know. Item one. That might make it onto every rapid fire yeah. from now. That felt good. You're gonna cut Jimmy's. Mm, that felt good. Oh yeah. Um, Here we go. Item one. Favorite New York City based movie. Annie Hall. Wow. Oh, that's a good one. I thought that might be your answer. Next question. Go. Favorite theater in New York. Are we talking? It could be any theater. Any kind of Anything. theater. Um, like venue to see a, you know. No, no, let him well, answer it anyway. I'm sorry. Uh, well, yeah. listen. Okay, I'm sorry. It's very broad. You can do it. Do it with. I, I, with I like where he's going with this. I'm going to go with the 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 Paris Theater. Okay. Where's that? M- movie theater, um, Midtown near the Plaza. Um, it's one of the old New York movie theaters. It's probably one of the last. I don't know this for sure, but I think it might be the one of the last single movie theaters, meaning not. You know, a, a multi singles right, only. So there's oh. literally. <laughs> it's like, hi, I'm Ben. No, like there's a balcony. I'm here for the Paris theater. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. it's like a movie theater from the old days, and, and that they actually screens movies, but you can sit in a balcony. Yeah, is that what, what you're saying? Kind of yes. Movies, um, um, would it be like a feature? Uh, yeah, like I'm feature sorry. movies, like you know. And they're doing one at a time, only one. one? I think so. Yeah, wow. yeah. Paris, Paris, Paris theater. theater. Is it like indie f- movies or? Um, I don't know mainstream? if they like. I think it's mainstream, but maybe like like. There may be some foreign movies. There may yeah. be some like you know Academy Award nominated movie. Sure. You know, it's like kind of like cinephile. That, they're not like they don't have the newest release, but they have something clo- like something around it. Or do they maybe I think have it's new? It's all new releases, but I think they're maybe they're skewed towards like a certain you know like the the Academy Award winning sure. or like a certain foreign. So like movie I wouldn't movie. go there to watch. I feel pretty. Probably not. Or like. Girls' Night is not going to play. Sure. Yeah. Right now they're playing the what Seagull. For the record, they're there you playing, go. Right now the 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 Paris Theater is right now showing the Seagull, oh. which is uh, about Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> it's about no. a seagull. It's about I don't know. It's, it's the the Chekhov adaptation with um, uh, is it Annette Bening? Is it Annette Bening? It is Annette Bening. Yep. Right. It is Annette Bening. So is, is Walter new... Beatty still? Is he still? Is he still alive? Warren Beatty. Yeah, Did remember he like gave the you know he screwed up the oh, yeah, Academy yeah, Award for Best Picture. Yeah. Warren Beatty's the best. It wasn't his fault, yes, right? But he seems a little it was not his fault. Slow. It made it seem. But that was that really was awkward unfortunate. For everybody. It was a little awkward. Yeah. Next question. Yep. Favorite day trip from New York City. Say that again. Favorite day trip from New York. Okay, I'm gonna say because I told my wife we're gonna do this day trip. Yeah. Um, City Island in the Bronx. Uh, that's such Jesus. a good answer. Audrey I was very happy that. about that. No, I love really City Island effect. so much. Sorry, I got really excited. City Island, huh? City Island's in the Bronx. Okay. And it's like this random, like, I think it was once like a fisherman's village. I don't know. I just said that, but that, that could be totally wrong. Don't quote me on that. But um, it's like this really small town feeling island in the middle of the Bronx, right? Oh, yeah. I've heard yeah. Totally. And people you go there, go there and you have, yeah, it's just like you get seafood. You eat seafood. You yeah. go to restaurants and you get seafood. And I was actually, again, tying it back to Cleveland. I was flying back from Cleveland and I fucking saw City Island from the plane. And I was like, really? I haven't wow. been there since I was in my Do early 20s. Oh, wow. Do they have a sign? No, no but, but you can see it. Like they're coming in, they're flying in low. You can't, yeah, you can't miss that. That's beautiful. Look at that. It's awesome. Yeah, Alap is showing on his iPad a aerial image of City Island, and I went there um, with a. I want to go. I want to go there. We should I, go there, guys. Yeah, we should all go there. Oh it's God. a. I went there when I was like twenty-two or something, and got like swordfish or something. You know, like went to you. Know, right. But anyway, um, I've been telling my wife for a long time because I like to take her on like New York fun day trips because she's not from New York and she loves to explore New York. Yeah. I was like, let's go to City Island. So I'm going to say City Island. There's a great film about City Island with, um, yeah, have you guys seen the one with, uh, I don't remember the people in it. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, Andy. Just kidding. uh, You mean mean Mystic Pizza? (laughs) (laughs) I think that was Mystic. Did that take place in City Island? (laughs) That was fucking hilarious. Andy Garcia is in City Island. Of course he is. From 2009. It's such a good movie. It's called... City Island. It's called City Island, and it's, it's about Island. like this guy, this like corrections officer or something. Andy Garcia plays oh, whatever. Wow. 
and he's like a lifelong City Island resident, and it's like somebody I don't know. It's really it's on the it's list. Be- the scenery, is be- I mean, it's all shot. I'm assuming on City Island, like awesome, obviously. Yeah, Julianne Margulies is in it. I love yeah. her. It's a great oh, she's movie. great. Yeah, she's really awesome. sweet movie. Cool. Um, all right, note to self. Back to tra- tra- back to back to not Next rapid fire. Question: What is your weirdest subway moment? Six degrees NYC, where rapid fire doesn't really mean rapid. Take your time. <laughs> weirdest subway moment. Ugh. I mean, there's so many to pick from. I'm sure. So yeah, I you know, um, you know, I'm gonna say it was. It could be unique. It yeah, be weird. it was actually a sad moment. Most unique okay. subway. It was moment. a sad yeah. moment. Um, I saw this little boy on the train. He was crying, and his mom just started shouting at him, like, oh, like, I've seen, like. Yeah. Like grow up, like men don't cry, and I was like, I was like, oh, it really connected for me actually because like, as a man, you, yeah, because you realize like that you had that moment when you were a certain age, mm-hmm. and it fucked up so the much rest of, of your, your life. life, yeah. And I was like, I was looking at this kid, I was like, oh shit, his life is over right now, mm-hmm. or he's got like tons of therapy bills, mm-hmm. right, coming in his future. up, yeah, in his future. Um, so I, you know, I, everyone's got weird subway. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's interesting. But like that one sticks out for me. Mm-hmm. Lately, I've been thinking about it. That's all. I mean, I think that's all that question is. Is like, what is the thing that yeah. comes to your mind when you hear that? Because right. yeah. I, yeah, I felt like I felt like I wanted to go over, but you know, I couldn't go. Obviously, over. you can't. His mom, it's his mom, mm-hmm. you know, and she's dealing with her own right. shit. And she was right, man up. Yeah, <laughs> in a, in a way, she was right. This fucking little pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you six? Stop fucking crying. Yeah, no. I would have started crying in front of him to let him know that it was okay to it's cry. Okay. Peeing in your, pee no, your pants he, is then, cool. But he would, have, he, would have, he would have looked at you crying and been yeah. like, God, yeah. she's fucking right. Yeah, I can't totally. be like this. And then he would have like kicked me in the like shins him. or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a weird subway moment, which is really more of a unique subway story. Yeah, well, we're going to change that, that question. We have to. It doesn't have to be weird. It just has to be memorable. It has to be memorable. Yeah, most memorable. Favorite bagel spot in New York? At the past mo- or present, past or present. Yep. At the moment, it's literally in my neighborhood. I'm going to give a, a, a shout out to yep. them. They're called Shelskies. Okay. Shelskies. Um, they're on Court Street between Atlantic and, and um, Pacific. Okay. And I buy my bagels from them every week. They're great bagels. It's the real deal. And I hate to say it because there are other Court Street bagels. There's my- one called Court Street Bagels. <laughs> and they've been there for 20 years since I've lived on Court yeah. Street. Yeah. yeah. They're not as good. Mm. My favorite bagel spot's actually on Court Street too, not too far from there, south of Atlantic. Well, technically north of Atlantic, La Bagel. Mm. La Bagel is my spot. Go- Has La, been yeah. my spot for years yep. actually. But I they've been it. selling them off. I don't know their, their story, but when I did jury duty, yeah. uh, we got our lunch at La Bagel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Ronnie from La Bagel, one of my guys. Nice. Great bagel guy. Wholesale prices are tough, but it's still my guy. Nice. But Jimmy, so you're a weekly bagel buyer. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. What do you yeah. do? Bagel every day. Are you doing like the half dozen, the dozen? Or are you just going and... I'll do the half dozen, bring them home, cut them up, freeze them. And that's your your breakfast for the week. Love, yeah. Toasted. Yeah. With cream cheese. So classic. Love bagels. Cream cheese? Cream cheese or butter. Fantastic. Um, But yeah. Next question. Anyways, next question. Let's keep going. Favorite New York City neighborhood, Jimmy? And you live in a bunch. You could say past, present, current. Doesn't Mm. matter. It doesn't have to be a place you've lived either. It can be just a place you frequent. Right. Favorite New York City neighborhood. Um... Caveat: You can say neighborhood, and then you can give an era. You yep. can say neighborhood at this time, and right. that's acceptable. Gotcha. I'm gonna go with um, Upper West Side, um, early nineties. Yeah, <laughs> early nineties. Upper West Side, early nineties. Yeah. Tell us about the story of when you got mugged. Oh yeah, I was 12 years old. I was buying. I was with my my friend, and we were buying a Playboy magazine from uh, you know a magazine hut. Yeah, newsstand. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah newsstand. And we were on, at the 72nd Street subway. Right. Um, and these two guys separated us. And were, they were actually really ingenious. Like one of them was complimenting me, you know, on, on whatever, like what you're, I was wearing. You're reading, or what, you're reading selection? Yeah. To, no, not even like what I had, but it was just like, you, you know, and then whatever I was wearing or something. And then the other guy, whoa, the other guy um, was sort of like, cornering my friend after he was like buying the playboy magazine because we figured in the city you could you know we were from riverdale if you come to the city you can buy some playboys sure um which you did which we did we were successful and then um sure enough the guy who was complimenting me 
you know, put his hand around my shoulder and put a knife into my side and said, just walk. And yeah, we walked. And this was broad daylight. And it wasn't like we walked walked, walked into an alley. We walked around the corner, which actually in those days, the the subway did like if you walked behind, we called them butt huts, the the newsstands for cigarettes, you know, butt huts. Um, If you walked around the butt hut, like there was like a fence and it sort of like cornered you. You know, you were in a corner and that's where he was like, you know, give me your money. And so I had twenty. I actually had twenty dollars. It's a lot. Ninety was it? Ninety two? What were we talking this about? This was. This was before ninety two. Wow. wow. I think this was like nineteen eighty eight. Wow. <laughs> Jimmy, you're old. I'm so old. Jimmy's old as shit. You don't 80, look old though. Eighty eight or eighty nine. Um, and he took my twenty dollars. And then our, you know, we called my friend. Called I mean, we, we found a payphone. He called his dad, and his dad came to pick us up. And his dad was furious. At you guys. At us. Furious. For, for getting there. Getting yeah. paid. And he was like, he was like, he was like, what did I tell you guys? If you hold a roll of quarters in your hand, you can just break someone's jaw. What oh, did wow. I tell you guys? Wow. He was mad at you for like calling him and, he not, was and mad just giving at you. up, giving up the goods. Yeah, 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 totally. He was mad at you for not punching the guy in the face. Correct. And this guy, like we were 12. These guys were, were like 16, 17. So they were, you know, they had like 50 and, pounds on us. And they also us. had knives. And knives, yeah. Amazing that they didn't have guns. Um, Thank but, God you didn't punch someone in the face. You could have got stabbed. But here's the amazing thing: after <laughs> we were mugged, we were standing there shell shocked, and a and looking around for kind of some help. And I I I swear to God, a guy in a trench coat and a fedora came up to us, showed us a phony badge, and said, "Kids." I'm here to help. If you want to come upstairs to my apartment, we can. I can help you. Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is like so real New York, old school New York. That's... So he wanted to molest us. Then what? a guy. What, what do you mean he wanted to? Wait, wait, wait. Well, why else was he? There was this guy who was asking Columbo? us to come upstairs to his apartment. Ben, he wasn't Columbo. He wasn't trying to solve <laughs> no, the I'm mystery. Not... Yeah, the guys were. It was the guy probably had nothing under this raincoat. Yeah, exactly. and then after that, we declined that. We were smart enough to decline that. Another guy who comes comes up to us and is like, "I heard what happened to you guys," and he's eating a, a bagel. And he's like, I wish I could help you. And then there was this long pause and he was like, want some cream cheese? Cheese. And I was like, no one's ever offered me cream cheese. Just cream cheese. So he's, he's basically offering you the cream cheese that is atop his bagel. Correct. Or some Not the bagel. Correct. Just, just the, the cream, cream cheese. cheese. If you it was heaped a with cream cheese. Or like so a, I think he was just like offering. Scoop. Yeah, a finger scoop huh. of cream cheese. How interesting. So this was. This was a great New York moment. Unbelievable. On the Upper West Side. And I love that neighborhood. Last and final? Is this last and final? This is it. Last and final. Favorite hidden gem in New York City. Favorite hidden gem in New York City. Well, I'm going to say it, but it's not going to be hidden anymore. Well, maybe you don't want to say it. It's a restaurant called Sakagura. Sakagura? Sakagura. Sakagura. Gura. Wait, is it? Wait, what? What it's, language is it's, it? I'm not saying it well. It's Japanese. Okay. Sakagura is a great uh, place. So when beautiful. when you enter, you enter what looks like an apartment slash office building. Um, you walk past the doorman who's sitting somewhere, and you literally go down, you know, through, through this kind of like nondescript hallway, and you go into a basement, and it looks like you're going just into this kind of crappy basement, and you open the doors and you're in this awesome um, Japanese restaurant. That's beautiful. It's my favorite nice. place. My favorite hidden gem. How come you've never taken me there? Because he wants it to be hidden. Well, I tried taking you there. <laughs> you're not and then we got into that little fight. <laughs> Six Degrees NYC. Jimmy Lester. James Lester. James Lester. We appreciate you being here. We Jimmy, love you. Thank you. Six thank degrees. you so much for being here. Thank you. Go ahead. Six Degrees NYC. Getting Naked, a burlesque story. We'll be able to see it soon. We appreciate your time. Fans at home, stay tuned. We've got so much more coming on. www.sixdegrees.nyc. Follow up with us. 
Send us an email. Send us a message. Six degrees. I'm sorry. Our email address is uh, six degrees. Info at six degrees. <laughs> Thanks, That's six degrees spelled out. Dot NYC.